0: Evening, and welcome to CBS True Crime Podcast. And uh, delighted to welcome the criminal underworld, which is uh, a guy called John. Uh, I'm sure I think most of you will know. And uh, Lee from Bad Blood Podcast. Good to see you, Lee. Uh, the invite. No other people i was asked to do this podcast by uh, a couple of people and um you know for whatever reason uh work gets in the way and stuff like that they may come on they may not they've got the link um i'll only be doing about 50 minutes but um i think it's about time for me personally to clear a a few things up um and this time last week i was invited onto a podcast uh no names mentioned for obvious reasons but um i've got to be honest i felt really uncomfortable on that podcast and i don't think anybody watching it uh, would be able to say I didn't feel otherwise. Um, the reason being that there was a lot of things of a sexual nature being discussed, which I just really felt uncomfortable with. And and for me, um, I am not that kind of person. I am not somebody who um, talks openly about sex or something like that. It's personal to me. Um, and when it starts to become even more bizarre about... Um, exhibitionism or Stuff that takes place in a public place Which shouldn't take place in a public place um, Then i got to be honest I'm absolutely disgusted And I couldn't wait To stick and broadcast And get out of there um, I've got to be perfectly honest And it horrified me And I, I then Was opened up to a, a brand new world If you like I was asked um, to, to take a look at Some fairly compelling evidence um, and that evidence that I was shown, um, and not literally by one person, but by four different people, uh, two of whom aren't actually connected to anybody else, um, showed me stuff which really set alarm bells ringing. Um, stuff which included coercive behavior, uh, which 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 included rape, which included assault, which included um, asking somebody to uh, commit an offence Namely arson, um, more rape And if that isn't bad enough and doesn't get your stomach turning Then also um, uh, an accusation of inciting a minor Now for me personally, um, I abhor anything of a sexual nature Where it's uh, done without anyone's consent Or I abhor anything to do with children And I I guess I speak for most fathers when I say that if anything happened to my kids, um, I don't know what I would do. I I feel most guys would say I couldn't be responsible for my actions. And I think I would probably have to say exactly the same because um, a parent's love for for his child or a mother's love for a child is unconditional. And the feeling that you get if your son or your daughter trips over and cuts the knee or or um, bangs the head um, If you're a parent You will understand What I'm saying there And to hear that um, Or even suggest that somebody would Try to do something with a minor Makes me physically sick And This is this is important Really for me to get this message out Because Should any of these accusations Be true um, And let's face it what we've heard and what we've seen on YouTube in particular over the last few weeks, um, a lot of these cases are no further action. But I think what we have to remind everybody is that no further action doesn't necessarily mean that something didn't happen. And that is a big, big issue for me. I guess it is for Lee. I know it is for John because I've watched John's videos and me personally, I couldn't live with myself if I continued to help and support and back up somebody who had those kind of things hanging over them. And and ultimately for me, there is an easy way out of this. Because if I was accused of something like that, if I was given um the amount of um questions that were placed in front of me by various podcasters by various people on social media, then I would certainly feel that now was the time to come out and essentially address the issues by doing it the way that we all know we can do it. And that is by getting the correct checks done and presenting the evidence to one and all. And of course, being a podcaster myself, and being somebody who runs a successful podcast, then you're in the public eye. and. You have a a right, of course, to privacy, but when it's something which is harming your particular brand, and let's face it, a podcast is a brand, then you need to clear your name because I'm afraid that when people throw enough of the brown stuff, it does stick, and this is only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better, and I'm afraid nobody... In that position, and that this particular person we all know I'm talking about is in, you can't hide behind your mom's settee. You've got to come out, you've got to address it, and you've got to say, This is where I'm at. This is me, this is the clearance, this is the this is this is the, the clearance that you need to see, and then move on. And all of this would stop. Why not do that? And that is that is the that is the big thing for me. But I've got these guys on as guests. I wanted everybody to know where I stand right from the start because I haven't had any trolling, I've got to be honest. I haven't had anybody question it, but I know what what the internet is like. And I know that after speaking to various people this week, that there was question marks. Um, We all know I've got one big critic. but at the end of the day, I've got to be honest, I do, and I've told John this and Lee this, I do find these videos quite funny. Um, not a lot of truth in the stuff about me, I've got to say, although I have written some books and uh, I was a tiger tiger the night that he popped in. But other than that, um, you know, the rest of this stuff he says is is, is is pie in the sky. But getting back to the main source of, of this podcast, it is, you know, it, it's, it's my time to say, that's it i know the truth um i can't be associated i'm moving on and and as long as everybody understands that out there knows that then i'm I'm happy so um time to welcome the guests um john from the criminal underworld We've seen a lot of you, mate, and uh, I've got to say, you're a more serene, calm character when you're on this platform as opposed to seeing you on yours. Um, great to have you on, mate. We've already had you on before because you know we had you on when I was going through a little bit of stuff in the summer with our friend um, in the red car uh, with the eye patch, and and you, um, you know, you, you know, you came on and we had a great chat. And this this is this is
1: bizarre, mate, isn't it? The whole thing is bizarre. I mean. <laughs> For me, it is, you know, I entered into something this time last year actually, um, with the intent to help someone develop a podcast and become part of it. And not gonna lie, part of it was for selfish reasons, for being able to promote my own businesses on the back of it. So, you know, when you've got your sponsors on here, Steve. Um, I wanted to do that with that podcast as well and be able to promote my brands on there as we built it. At that point, obviously, I started to hear a lot of rumours, allegations, and for six months, I ignored them. I did ignore them because there wasn't anything tangible out there, in furnace that actually was concrete enough for me to look at it and think, right, okay, this is serious. It was only at the end of May this year that my son received a pornographic image of said podcaster. And I had to sort of say, like, well, I can't really work with you while this is going on because my ex-partner's not happy about it either. So for there, this is where the whole problem for me started, was upon saying, look, you know, I actually didn't even want said podcaster to go public with his DBS check. I just wanted safeguarding where the kids were concerned. So I could turn around and say to the ex... Look, all sorted, here's the disclosure, put your mind at rest, happy days. Nah, I got offered to fight him instead. And it's always constant deflection of, I'll fight you, I'll do this, I'll do that, but I won't show you any proof. Why should I? Why should, who have I got an answer to? Well, I'm sorry, you actually do have to answer to the public, because you're in the public domain, you're in the public eye, and people like you who are trying to be an ambassador for the likes of mental health, should be standing up and saying, "I've been through this, and actually, there's no f- foundation or basis for these allegations. And here's why. And you probably seen my video the other day. I was a sarcastic sod. I don't all my hands up with it, but I went and got my DBS done to prove one, it can be done, and two, there's nothing there, and it's not difficult to to show it either. You know, my DBS comes back comes back clean." No convictions, no cautions, no reprimands. Said podcaster was only asked to give me a copy. Mm. I didn't need it to go public, you know. And I was still willing to be civil with him up until a few few weeks ago, even though I have had a disclosure by the police given to me since. And I know the facts and I can back up those facts. Hence the reason when you did a podcast with him on your own platform, Steve, I said that question him. Has he made any attempt to contact, you know, the management of sexual offenders team and the detective sergeant who I introduced them to? Because all these allegations are not going away.
0: It's, you know, for me, it's fairly, um, you know, it's fairly damning, the, the stuff that I've seen. But, you know, as I say, it's very easy to, to, to you know, essentially go and get things sorted out and i mean lee you you run a, a very successful podcast the links below bad blood podcast get yourselves over there john's got criminal underworld on facebook um already up to five and a half thousand followers i think on there but yeah bad blood Podcast's been going for, for a long time and um it's it's doing really well but you you lee i know you've you've sat there and watched this all develop you know what is your what is your feelings on this as an observer somebody who's not really been dragged into it to a degree but what's your feeling
2: I have heard the allegations years ago, years ago. And obviously, I, I do my podcast for boxing. Like I, the criminology has always been a hobby, always been a hobby. So I always like to keep interested in what's going on. So I had heard whispers anyway, and I had seen videos exchanged back in the day. And all i had done, all I've evolved from here from on my behalf, is being friends with Danny. Like me having Danny on the podcast. So I, I got, actually got a threat off the said person in question, one of his team members. So, yeah, th- that's how serious it was. And then when you do and you look at the evidence that's being produced, it's etchy. just edgy. Mm. Do yeah. I detect that?
0: Lie detectors are interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, we know um, our friend in the shed's done uh, a couple of lie detectors. Um, my friend, Stephen says has done a lie detector test as well. Um, I would say in this occasion, I, I think a lie detector is an easy way out. I think you need the, the proper paperwork. That's what you need. And it's as simple as that. And I think if you produce the paperwork and, and clear your name, then everybody would just move on. I, I, I mean, John, I'll come back to you. I mean, because there's a, I think I watched a lot of the videos and it and, and you've got to give a good shout out to, to karma corner to true media, uh, in yeah. particular who are constantly putting out, av- I mean, karma corner has me in stitches and I mean, it, it could be about anything. And I think I would laugh at that guy. So, so well done to him. I've stuck the links down below to him. Um, I genuinely feel that the paperwork side of things can, is getting a little bit mixed up. And I've heard I've heard Ronan uh from Let's Talk TV. Now we know that our subject matter is supposedly going to go on there tonight at nine o'clock and do a, a big a big chat with him. I hope it goes ahead, it'll be interesting to see. Um but ultimately um I just want to clear up exactly what kind of paperwork needs to be shown because we we hear about Claire's law, we hear about um, you know, I know our man in the sheds keeps saying Sarah's law, we've got um we've got DBS, we've got enhanced DBS. So can you try and clear up exactly what it is that would prove beyond all reasonable doubt that somebody is not what what they're being accused of?
1: Yeah, so um after going through this quite a, a lot in the recent months and actually learning a lot about the process and what it is and what it entails and what it involves. There's three areas that can be disclosed. There is your DBS. There is a clers law and there is a service law. So the clers law relates to domestic violence and that doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman, you know, a man can have a clers law disclosure done on the, the female partner. It doesn't matter, it's about whether that person is at risk from domestic violence by that partner or person around them in a possible relationship. The service law is around convictions, allegations, warnings, reprimands and investigations around child molestation and sexual conduct and abuse of a child. Now, both of those are actually verbal neither of them are paperwork based so what happens is you go on to your local police force whether it's their website whether it's online you make the application you provide the identification for yourself for the other party that you believe is at risk so when I did it I provided the identification for my kids as well okay and you provide the information about who it is you believe could be a risk to those people such as the children and Please go away and they make an assessment based on that data based on the reality of is that person really going to be able to be a risk and who are the people responsible to be able to safeguard the individuals that are at risk they then decide whether they'll disclose it to you or not if they decide to disclose it to you they do it verbally all right and the reason they do it verbally is because of the gdpr and data protection they don't leave you with paperwork physical paperwork what they do is they come to you you they they read it through as you probably heard on the disclosure call that was released um and you get all the information that way and then you're supposed to sign something and say that you'll keep it confidential now obviously the more people are pushed the less likely that's going to remain confidential because people are going to have a right to reply when things are thrown at them and that's the point of where sort of i'm at now is I have all the audit trail, the correspondence with the police, everything in terms of even the correspondence with deck, sorry, said podcaster, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that shows he was told, he was warned and he was informed of exactly what was said with the policing copy, you know, and it's getting to that point where I will just release all that and take whatever I've got coming to me. If he wants to prove that the allegations against him that's come out in the disclosure call that we've heard are actually really, truly non-further actions because he was purely innocent. The only way he's going to do it is through an enhanced DBS. Now, it's difficult to get an enhanced DBS unless you do it through a business. Now, I offered to do that because I owned my own business at the time and was willing to make the application for the enhanced DBS because actually... There was a remit for us to do it. And as a podcaster, one of the things I said to him was, look, is it really that important, if the people are trolling you and it's not real and it's not true, that you give your guests reassurance that what's being said about you isn't true because here's the DBS, that gives them reassurance that anybody that wants to target them because they're coming onto that podcast has that safeguarding and knowledge that they're not actually dealing with somebody that's a risk. Now, for me, that is an opportunity where if you're seeing guests constantly being approached by said trolls. But they've got the paperwork and it's been disclosed to them and they still come on the show. After a few months, you suddenly start to see as the public, hang on, there can't be much in this because none of the guests are disappearing. <laughs> However, at the moment. A lot of guests are not turning up on the podcast because it's a stigma. It's a a stigma and it's an issue. And why would you reputationally want to assign yourself to someone who's not willing to resolve the issues around their own reputation? So he's going to have to go and get the enhanced one way or another. And he could actually do it himself because the podcast is now earning money. It's monetized. It's therefore a business. Therefore, he has a reasonable opportunity to submit the enhanced application as a podcast, as a business, and as somebody that claims to be a mental health ambassador. Mm. So that is what he really, really does need to do.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're nodding your head there, Lee. Do you
2: agree? 100% agree. I'm just, it's funny how he switches things, like how he targets that's 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 what switched me because obviously when I seen what I had seen on said this said gentleman, now what, should I call him a gentleman? Not really. I shouldn't at all. He's a pure beast. So what I seen, I thought poo, I couldn't look past page three. I was like, ba, N- Not for me. Like you said, Steve, you've got to move on. Then I had the Danny podcast drop and then I became the target like with the threats. Why have him on? Why this? And then the next phone call was if you have him on again. And it just goes from there. You have to make your own mind up at some point. And for some of his followers, I I, I can't... I'm trying to be really civil yeah. but how am man? Get your heads a wobble. A whole town cannot be wrong.
1: I mean, Lee, I, you know, for me, the, there's there's two patterns of behaviour that I have seen, and they've, those two patterns have been relentless. The first pattern of behaviour seems to be anybody that speaks out and against them. They're targeted and abused. And actually, I would like to give a big shout-out to Making Gains podcast, Fergal. Yeah, Fergal, top man. He he hit the nail on the head the other month when he said he had Gary Furby on. He asked Gary a question. Gary answered it. Because it made reference to that said person, he was then inundated with a lot of abuse and targeted by trolls. Okay? That then passed because... Fergal didn't mention him again after that. He's only just recently touched on a subject again because he, Gary Furby asked him to be a fair play man, all right? And I'm talking about patterns of behaviour because the other one, as you heard in the recording, is a pattern of behaviour. It's three victims, all right, all with four of the same offences registered. That, that, that is not bad luck, Three victims, not linked, all with the same pattern of behaviour of allegations. So, you know, people do not understand that actually there's a significant issue with these type of crimes that only a very, very small percentage are actually punished and prosecuted. It's very, very difficult when it comes to a sexual nature uh, of a crime that, The police are able to take it forward. There is more NFAs and crimes dropped of a sexual nature than any other crime in the UK. And that's statistically, and it's something that I was looking into because of some of the points and facts that were made. In fact, just to sort of reiterate that point, I took that information and contacted the same uh, DS who gave me the disclosure.
0: And you let me read that email.
1: I did, yes, yeah. I actually contacted the DS and asked the same question of the DS and the DS came back and confirmed to me everything they told me was accurate and correct and recorded on the National Crime Database and other crime agencies within England and Wales. Wow. So, you know, it's not like it's just been made up overnight to get at somebody. There is fact and basis behind what's being said. And I'm not saying that for any way, shape or form, he is guilty because he's not been found guilty. No one has ever said that he is a convicted paedophile because that's not true. However, he is a significant risk to women and children. That is a fact that is stated and documented by the police. It's a government organisation. It's a public body. They Mm. have stated that for fact. Which is why I went out publicly this week and said, sue me. And I'll say it again, I'll say it publicly now why I'm on your on your podcast, Steve, is if you're watching, sue me. Go to a no-win, no-fee solicitor and sue me. Okay? Because the defence for defamation is truth. And that is truth. So mm. if you think I'm lying, sue me. Because I know there's only one winner there.
0: I mean, somebody's made the point in the, uh, the comment, proud to be a Geordie, says, uh, I can't be the only one who finds it. The fact that calls are recorded is very weird. I mean, the, the fact that there's been so many phone conversations recorded really has me scratching my head. I mean, Lee, it's not natural behavior, is it? Uh, I don't know about you, but when I'm on the phone to my mom, um talking about what I'm going to be doing this week or what I've done last week or what I've had for me dinner or how the kids are, I don't sit and record it on my iPhone
2: or whatever it is. Yeah. That, that's that's the one thing that I regret about the threats. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the only thing that I regret not being able because I did have one of them. But mm-hmm. well, it's different. If somebody rings up and
0: somebody leaves a message on no, an answering no, machine, no. and you know, you, 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 you know, you maybe just want to keep it for posterity it. In, case you, you know, in case you you know in case you you know in case you want to find out who that is. But sitting recording phone calls and, and I think. There's a damning bit in there, and I think everybody knows what it is without us repeating it word for word. But you know, more or less saying, "Well, if people see this, they'll think I'm that," and you just think, "Wow, you know, that is that is fairly damning." That like, and again, it's how do you, how do you twist your way out of that? I just don't know. It, it, it's it, it's 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 an accumulation of evidence which. You know, uh, it's it's fairly damning to say you're, you're innocent until proven guilty, but not making the job easy to prove himself guilty, is he? And uh, uh, as I said,
2: recording phone calls, Lee, uh, it's not something I'd do. It's not something I've ever done. I mean, so why would you? You know what I mean? That, it, it, like I say, his repetitive pattern of behaviour yeah. is... It, it's it, Why haven't people picked up on that? I know we're going to the recording the phone calls, but again, it's in that pattern. Yeah, it's, like, a I mean, jigsaw puzzle.
1: it's yeah. like
2: I mean, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, Steve. The way I'm saying this is that I've bought a jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. I have bought it. I've mm-hmm. went and got the box. I've seen everything. I have put it all together, mm-hmm. and that's when I went, "Pooh, not good, man, not good." I mean, it's, it's it's a repetitive pattern in his nature. It always, it, it will be. It, it, it I mean, I, I, this, pa-
0: this particular like, person was speaking about the last the last conviction. If I'm if I'm right, was 2009. Um, we know that this person did have a, a sexual conviction, uh, well publicized in newspapers. Um, you know, you see, say, you're saying it's repetitive. Well, you know. If if it's proven eventually, then it, it certainly yeah. has been. And I think yeah. the last the last report of anything, I think, was around about two thousand and eighteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But someone actually made a point in the comments there, Steve. I seen it as it was going through was that we're only hearing about the NFAs that were reported. And I'm not saying that there has been anything gone on that hasn't been reported, but there is potential. There is potential of things that haven't been reported by well, people. Columbo and the caravan seems to be bringing up one every day. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? I, I know you have got your differences, but in fairness, when it comes to the whole issue, let, let, just just touch on it a minute, Steve, right? that The whole child porn issue with, with his computer. You and I both know because we spoke to Terry Mullins. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, he, he is the best lie detector. Yeah. In He in, confirmed in. Paddy passed on, the, on, the, on his lie detector tests. He confirmed he passed on the lie detector test that he was telling the truth on the two occasions that he did the lie detector test. And, you know, so Paddy has got at least some authority to be able to say, this is wrong, take a lie detector test because he's done one himself. You know, I would take one just to prove exactly what the police had said to me was was, was what they said. And I offered to do that in one of my first call-out videos. And the offer still stands. But... You know, in addition to in addition to it, one of the other comments that popped up and you put it on the screen was from Frederick K, where they said there was a call recording. He recorded a conversation with me, and I asked him clear cut, have you ever been investigated, cautioned, or questioned for offences against women and minors? Nah, never was his response. Nah, never. You know, and it's fortunate The people that he sent those recordings to then sent them to me when he was going out calling me a liar so I could be able to prove I wasn't lying. Because otherwise it does look like he said, she said and tit for tat. And people now need to wake up and realise actually there are some elements of truth to all the things that are coming out. And unless he actually deals with them in the right way, instead of screaming and shouting, blowing a blood, burst in a blood vessel on his camera on his mum and dad's doorstep, it's gonna go round in circles and no one is ever gonna let it drop. He will continue and continue to be asked, regardless for evidence.
0: Yeah, big shout sure out to Karma Corner. I have stuck your link below. Um, yeah, and true media couldn't make it due to work. I had to put this on at five o'clock because everyone knows I do. Pretend to do Newcastle United related stuff on this channel Not not true crime, true crime once a week and that's it Um, Honest Truth, uh, good to see you on here as well Um, Yeah, look, I'm more than happy to come on your show And look, if you could get Conroy on, I'd come on with him I've arranged, you know, I've asked him if he'll meet up I'm happy to go to a location and go and sit down with him um, And have a chat with him if that was what he wanted to do I'm not sure it is, Um, you know, I really don't You don't care whether he does or not, but if it means we can put it to bed, then let's do it. Let's have a sit down. Let's do it on someone's podcast. Let's do it in a bar where there's no cameras. Whatever, Um, you know. I think a neutral ground. I know John's offered the opportunity for me um, to to Conroy, and you know he was I don't whether he was mulling it over or not, but yeah. This isn't about Conrad tonight. You're, you're right, honest truth. But yeah, look, get him on. Um, I'm more than happy to come on anybody's podcast. And a big shout out to Karma Corner as well, because I've got to be honest, if you haven't watched it, that is the funniest podcast uh, on this particular subject. And we all like a bit of humour. And I know this particular subject matter is not humorous at all. But when you see the way that he edits people's videos, um, I'm sure he might do this one. Um, let's just you know, let's just see, but yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. Um, I mean, look, the other thing I want to mention because we know Ronan is doing a live tonight at nine o'clock. Um, I've spoken to Ronan, I actually pre recorded a podcast with uh, Ronan, let's talk podcast, um, about me, not about this particular situation. Um, he interviewed me, and I think it goes out next week. Um, and then when I realized he was going to be inter- interviewing this guy, um, I asked him, you know, is it going to be open? Is it going to be you know, are there going to be questions? He says it's going to be, so it should be interesting tonight to see whether that is the case. And um, he did ask a point about, and I think I saw it in the uh, the chat there as well, about the difference between DBS checks in different countries. And I think it was Cookie who I, who I've seen in the chat on the Honest Truth, who said, you know, uh, I think about Scotland. You know, is the different is the different rules, John? For different countries, and I mean, Scotland's a different country. Ireland's a different country, and this is the thing that the honest—not um, the honest truth—Ronan um, had asked. I, I know what the DBS checks like in my country, in
1: Belfast, but what what's it like in England? Is it any different? Is it any different? It is. It is. Um, so, with with Scotland, they didn't adopt the Clare's Law and Sarah's Law disclosure schemes. They have their own schemes, um, and the reason they slightly differ is because of the Limitations Act as well. So the Limitations Act here in England and Wales is six years. In Scotland, it's actually five. So there's a difference as well in regards to the, if you like, spent conviction times, which is why that the process differs slightly. However, regardless of the difference on the statutes of limitations, as it was explained, the sexual offences never drop off on the enhanced they're always there. So if you did make an application in England and Wales and said podcaster also travels over to Scotland and resides in Scotland as well, you would need to make a, an application to both to be able to get the information from both both countries.
0: Hmm, interesting. It's um yeah, it, it's it's something that you look at and think Wow, you know this isn't as clear cut as, as you think it's going to be for getting the results. But you know, when you break it down, John, the way you do, it makes it easier for, for, for all of us to understand. It's not something any of us would hope would have to go um, go through. Um, Lee, I mean, you know, how do you how do you see this progressing? And and, and you know, it, it can't really go on much longer, can it? I mean, this is like this is like stripped back and, and laid bare now, isn't it? Everything is out in the open. You know, there could be other things come out. We don't know, but but in in all intents and purposes, how do you see this panning out?
2: <sighs> will it ever end? Will 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 we ever get the truth? Will we ever get to the point where he's where he's rightfully held for what he's done? Um, I, my channel wasn't like I say, my channel wasn't started for this. Like it was all boxing related like the criminology was always like the hobby um if i funny i should say that because this is that's how my podcast started criminology I had a certain person on i had yourself on i had brian Cockle on and then that sprouted off from me getting other media jobs with boxing organizations up and down the country how, how, how i see this progressing if I can bring awareness to it in my channel, I will. But at some point, I've got to take my mental health into consideration because I'm a mental health sufferer myself. Not many people know that, and I wanted I want to focus because yeah, I'm not used to the trolls. My my podcast channel's only been going yeah, like that that's it. Um, I'm not used to it. It's kind of chipped itself away at, at me personally but mm. i just hope that victims those who have been harmed and those who have who's been hurt are those who find some clarity if they do yeah. ever get the end of this Big up for you for admitting that
0: as well. It's it's really important that men, especially, learn to to talk about mental health. And Lee, you know, I'll I'll respect you one hundred percent for you know for speaking up about that. And you know, I'm always on the end of the phone, mate, if you need us, Lee. So um, you know, give us give us a shout if you're ever feeling like that. Um, you're like me, you're into your boxing, and you know, this situation developed into a, a fight a couple of weeks ago. Well. I see a fight. It was very one-sided. Uh, Someone who gave five stone away was um, was was you know was was away home and way back to work really after after that because you know he did so well. Um, look, it, it takes balls to get into a ring, whether it's twelve foot, sixteen foot, whatever. Um, but I find all of this calling people out strange as well. I find challenging people out and you know a lot of damage done, um, nasty big score. Left on, on, on this person's head And you know for me I, I felt you know had had, had had the opponent been the same weight I think it could have been all over quite quickly But that's me as a boxing fan That's me as somebody who enjoys watching a fight um, Why would you even Contemplate getting back in the ring with that person Is this some kind of self Punishment do you think I, I, I read a lot into it I look at it do you think it's like You know wow. I'm, I'm I, I just I don't understand it. it. Now I haven't have talked about a you know, fight till you drop. I mean, in 3,000 capacity crowds, and I, I just I don't understand where this is all coming from.
2: I just believe it's another distraction tactic, another thing just to blow over what's happening now. I believe that's exactly what it is. Um, fight wise, look, look, look what Danny done. Imagine Danny in a camp. Imagine Danny in a camp, because a lot of people aren't given. Yeah, now they're giving Danny his self-proclaimed justice, but they didn't give him a chance. Not one person gave Danny a chance going down there, bar his and who loved him. And and, and the people
1: around him. And Exposure exposure, TV, to be fair. He called it quite well, actually.
2: <laughs> and, and the people around they didn't give him a chance. And me and Danny were talking, as friends, seeing because this... Me and Danny have never ever exchanged any words about this man. It's only when this man has surfaced and come up and alleged that we've come up, uh, Mr. Furby, Mr. Christie, bad blood podcast, this. They've never been involved with my podcast ever. They've merely been guests who have remained good friends. I'm in the same region. Why wouldn't I want to withhold a reputation with my guests who I may potentially have on in the future again? Why wouldn't I? The
0: fights are interesting, John. Um, you know, is it a distraction te- technique in your in your
1: honest opinion? Honestly, yeah, it is, in my opinion. I mean, <clears throat> my own opinion is that he never had any intention of taking Danny out of his expose, Okay. And when he decided to take Danny out, he realised he might not have enough material. And he's looked for something very, very minor in order to put Danny back in. And he's used that on purpose um, because there was no real reason behind putting Danny back in over a clown emoji. That was it. And the clown emoji wasn't even aimed at aimed at him. It was aimed at the person whose channel um, had made those references. It, it, you know, why call Danny out over that? A, cl- a clown emoji. That's no disrespect to him. The disrespect with that clown emoji was aimed at the other channel. It wasn't aimed at him. He made it into something that it wasn't. Whether that's his own self-induced paranoia because of everything that he's done and got going on. I don't know, but he's made it to ensure that he can now use that to deflect and distract what people like myself has thrown at him.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the expose; it's coming out. John, Uh, are
1: you concerned? No, I I, I genuinely, as I said in my video the other day, good. I'm actually proud of taking the stance that I've eventually took. And Decided to speak out against him because if it means that that helps one person not be put at risk, then I felt like I've achieved something.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Um, I'm gonna show a little trailer uh, now, and um, before we we'll come on to the, the final subject, uh, tonight, I
2: grabbed the whole room, the is just punching us on the head out of that tent. And I knocked him up in the second round where I hit it and the referee
0: well, and I had them
2: telescopic cushions <coughs> whacking away at them. They'd have done that here, they'd have arrested them, wouldn't they? If I hadn't caught and fuss with that and brought the jaw. So it would have been a bit of a lander fight. Can you imagine You fucking jaws are like that? And I broke my hand and fingers, I mean. And I thought, went out afterwards, a few drinks, got back, had three few hours of kick-ups I went to the said I'd had a couple of pints for dinner. And went to the show, box again. Took Told I got a yeah, name and I did
1: the
0: knock the rap did he <laughs> <laughs> Gary Furby, the Duke of Windy Nook, uh, big uh, launch tomorrow night in Newcastle, uh, I'm going to be comparing it, looking forward to meeting Gary and uh, seeing a few of his mates come up, his is uh, available for a tenner, well worth it, um, I interviewed him during COVID and we I put that together, big shout out to Media Arts for doing that. Um, Lee, uh, he's a character, Gary, I mean I managed him on your licensing years ago, Um He's supposedly got a fight against this person again now, and uh, he's been doing a few videos. He's not quite technically minded, Gary, but he does manage to get his message across
2: on his phone, doesn't he, when he's in his car? Well, I gets to the point. Gary gets to the point. If it takes him, if it takes him 10, 15 minutes, he will get to the point. Look, Gary, look, referring to the fight, why, is, why are you wanting to fight with a man who's knocked you out in 10 seconds? You know what I mean why would you wanna even why would you want to even go back to that trauma? I uh, like why he's doing it for sorry to go back to to the situation but the man this is why Gary's been involved it's it's the star of the show. Them two are the stars of his show and that's what he's making money off. Simple as that. That's that's all I can say on it. That's that's the honest truth. Yeah,
0: uh, happy birthday, of Ben says CBK Journal. I don't know who Ben is, but have a good birthday. Um, Marty Jago says I worked with Gary Furby's dad, Brian, years ago. Yeah, Brian was a top top bloke. But uh, yeah, get yourself on Amazon, buy Gary's um, buy Gary's DVD. Um, John, God. Gary Furby has been dragged into this. Is Lee right? Is he being used in a pawn in this game uh, to get a bit more publicity and earn a little bit more on the monetization side?
1: Yeah, I mean. There's always been, in my opinion, this whole area of mystery, if you like, between the him and the Furby fight. I mean when I, I when I first started working with didn't know nothing about him, I didn't know nothing about Gary. And I took him at his word that he threw the fight for five hundred quid. It was only later on this year when I seen the footage actually, I think it was a. Uh, it was your channel actually, Steve, you put it out. Around March, April time during lockdown, mm-hmm. that I looked and thought didn't look thrown that to me. That looked more fear <laughs> than than thrown. And that's not I'm not digging at him, but that that was my opinion after I'd in the footage. And people have always said, "Are you going to fight Gary again? Are you going to fight Gary again?" That's been a, a reoccurring theme for years and years and years. And I think by shouting and screaming and throwing Gary's name out there people are just looking at what's going on on his channel for the, the likes of the drama and again it's all just another tactic of deflecting the true issues that need addressing. Mhm. Definitely is. Um lads been a, a,
0: a pleasure having you on. Um I think you know we've done it in a, a respectful way. I think we've done it in a uh, in the proper way. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff getting thrown around and we'll leave that to the other channels and you know this this channel doesn't uh, go out there insult or to um to, to expose or to accuse people and uh, expose actually just re- you know just reminds me um i had got one of those topic conversation um we've lost it we've lost another channel haven't we um it was based on a guy called edward woodward um, a famous detective series the equalizer where's he gone
1: he's back up he's got a new channel as of yesterday well i mean
2: See, this is- I- Sorry, my my, I caught him out trying to do dirty stuff to the to the man, and I jumped on his channel. That's why he's got a different channel for. I jumped on him straight away. I tried to catch him out trying to edit stuff, edit websites a lot. I caught him out on it. Now, that's why I had to comment on it. Now he, tr- he uploaded a certain video again, and I called him out on it again. So, him full of okay, yeah, I, that's fair enough. I just think it's bizarre. I
0: mean, look, this guy doesn't know, um, this other guy from Adam yet, he's jumping on the bandwagon and sticking up for him. And there's another, uh, another channel, I believe, as well out there, Crime Scene Northeast. I've seen him, um, I've heard your messages, your derogatory messages about me, but we crack on. Um, again, somebody defending. What I would say now, having seen everything that I've seen, is the indefensible, John. Um, I guess there has to be two sides to every argument, but, you know, you back the wrong horse, you're going to be in a bit of a position when this all comes home to roost on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, anyone backing that wrong horse really are in for a bit of a shock in reality. Hmm. I mean, the only thing I can see is he'll either come out and provide the proof that
0: he isn't, you know, a good guy. on him if he does. By the way, good on him if he does. And if he comes around and, and says this is my, you know, proof, and we 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 say, it, I think that's I think that's great. Happy days. I think that is fantastic if he does that. And um, I think we'll all be able to sit back. And I think there'll be a few people who him an apology. I think there'll be a lot of people who will be eating humble
1: pie. And um, but if that doesn't happen, then uh, me. My personal opinion is he needs to come off social media because he poses himself as a risk to the public. Mm. Um, I mean, look, any, anybody that comes out and proves themselves innocent, they mm. could have done it two years ago. Yeah, He talks a lot about, you know, you've put my mother through this, you've put my family through this. Mm. No, no one hasn't put their family through it or their mother through it. He's put them through it because of his refusal to actually answer the questions that are in the public domain. Mm. He could have put it all to bed. And when I worked with him, I was willing to help him put it to bed. But somebody that refuses and lies and lies again to cover up the facts and lies more to cover it up again is not somebody that's going to be able to prove their innocence. And if they did, why not just talk about it openly from the beginning instead of hiding behind it, you know, Talk about it as a victim, as, for instance, Dale Brendan Hyde. Dale Brendan Hyde is an author that was accused and prosecuted for rape. And he was actually found not guilty and vindicated for that offence two years after being sent to prison. Dale doesn't hide it from it. Dale deals with that head on. If he had nothing to hide, I would respect him more for dealing with that head on. Like Dale did.
0: Mm. Hmm. Interesting stuff. And uh, shout out to Dale. Um, I know that um, he'd probably be watching this at some point. And a big thank you to everybody in the chat for keeping it respectful. I know that I tend to ban anyone who goes on the uh, goes on the offensive, but uh, I think I've uh, been fair. I've let everybody have their say. I know there's a few people who have come into the chat and want to support uh, the person we've spoken about. And like I said, you know, if he's watching tonight, you know what to do. You know, clear your name, I think, is, is the obvious thing to do. And I've spoken to him, I've had dealings with him. Um, it's only a few months ago that he was making podcasts with um Conroy about you know about me slandering my name and accusing me of things which I haven't done. And um, you know, there, there's no real loyalty when someone has a poverty like that. But for me, I did what I had to do. Um, and I've done my research now. And hopefully, this podcast tonight. Let's everybody know who follows me and follows my channel um, where I'm standing. If you want to buy some books uh, from for Christmas, badboysbooks.net. Um, it's there on the screen. If you want to watch uh, Bad Blood podcast, the link's below. Uh, subsequently, I've put the other podcasts, True Media and Karma Corner, in there as well. Um, I'm going to get them on at a later date. And uh, The Criminal Underworld is a group on Facebook, but you do have some good content on there from John. Been great to have you on guys uh, Look forward to having you on Billy Thompson, thank you, nice kind words Only voice of reason and level head and all this Thank you Billy, much appreciated uh, Lads, I've got to get off and do many castle United stuff And you know that means more to me than the world of true crime uh, Big shout out to Paddy um, try, and, try and get something sorted out Let's get on the honest truth And let's have a proper sit down and a conversation like men That would be good for me Okay, take care lads, see you soon See you
2: lads, Bye. bye